I am no linguist. In fact, I have studied and not learned a stunning number of languages: Malay, Spanish, French, Korean, and the Southern African languages of Tswana and Kosa. I keep trying, but so far, nothing sticks. After learning each alphabet, key phrases, a song or two, things always grind to a halt. And I love the sounds of other languages so much, but I can't seem to get my mouth to reliably make the shapes and speak the sounds needed to really burst into language life. And I find this extremely frustrating because nothing makes me happier than communicating. Maybe you are a natural linguist. Or maybe you're like me and always trying but never quite getting there and either way you'll agree I'm sure how important it is this ability to speak other languages opening doors to communication sharing across cultures even providing inroads to peace in the face of conflict learning another language communicates caring and respect for other people and cultures and traditions different than our own and it brings us together just like that incredible scene that you saw unfold a few moments ago from the acts of the apostles as you heard our friends read the disciples are all together in a house in Jerusalem and they've been through so much together their beloved friend and rabbi has been executed buried come back to life and 10 days before ascended into heaven and what are they to do now they're confused they're perplexed and so they stick together wondering what will happen next when suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and divided tongues as as a fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them love that image and all of them are filled with the holy spirit and begin to speak in other languages as the spirit gave them ability imagine such instant fluency fired by the holy spirit as they speak languages they do not even know these disciples who themselves spoke aramaic maybe a little hebrew some greek now they're speaking all the languages of the world and next the disciples these amazingly gifted now disciples pour out into the busy streets of Jerusalem continuing to proclaim the saving works of Christ in the native languages of all of their listeners and this is a very special time in Jerusalem it's a harvest festival called Shavuot when people present the first fruits of the harbor and har harvest and so So Jews from all over the ancient world are there at the temple. And this is also the day that the Jewish community celebrates Moses receiving the 10 commandments from God, this moment when Judaism began to spread, a big big day. So, devout Jews from all over the ancient world visiting the great city of Jerusalem on such a day experience this scene. Out of that house tumbles this band of Galileans 
still mourning the death of their leader, miraculously speaking the languages of Parthians, Elamites, Mesopotamians, and the list goes on and on to include Arabs, proselytes, those who are converts to the Jewish faith, so many peoples. Now, just to be clear, this is not a story about speaking in tongues. The disciples are not Pentecostals in that sense. They're not speaking that angelic language that we've heard of called glossolalia. Actually, someone spoke it to me once, and it was alarming and nothing like any language that I'd ever heard. So these are known languages, shocking to their listeners because they're pouring out of the mouths of locals. So the disciples are speaking real languages, but why does this happen? What does it mean, this sudden language facility? Well, the first thing that the listeners believe is that these men must be drunk. But Peter jumps in to explain, no, they're not drunk. It's nine in the morning. And he goes on to preach a lengthy sermon. You don't hear all of it today in the passage that we heard, but it's a very long sermon about the story of faith. And he wants to show the crowd, how the saving works of Jesus fit right into the faith history that they all know, and that the good news of Christ can be available to everybody, no matter who they are or what language they speak. And so when the disciples speak all the languages, it shows the crowd that this story, this way of Christ belongs to one and all. So. The Holy Spirit gives the disciples the ability to say things that foreigners in Jerusalem can hear and understand, but this is not just a story about language facility. Of course, speaking these languages is really a story about how people become able to speak from the heart in ways that everyone else can hear. And the good news is with the help of the Spirit, we can speak from the heart in ways that other people can hear as well. Now, I know I'm up here speaking from the heart about God, but this is not always me. I was not always someone who could talk about my spiritual life at all. The Spirit was moving in my life and propelling me forward. I understood to become a priest long before I had any words to say that or really understand what was happening. And I remember many years ago now, I was moving back home from Uganda where my heart had been broken open and reassembled in a new way. And that's so often what happens when we live in other places. God most easily finds us there. And I was filled with such a rush of joy. And so returning to the United States, I went right to my, my my rector's office, I just knew that the same way that my heart had been broken open and, and, and reassembled and filled with joy, I wanted that same experience for other people. I wanted to be involved somehow in that experience for other people. So I burst into her office in tears, trying my best to explain this. I know she thought I was crazy. I was trying to put words to feelings that I'd never put words to before, and it was an inarticulate mess eventually she was able to piece together that I was feeling a pull from the Holy Spirit toward ordained life and that I was excited and that I was scared and that I was wondering if it was possible. And she did a good job of listening 
even to my jumble of words. Later in that church, I met with a discernment committee. This is a group of, of other people in the church who had the job of figuring out if they perceived in me a genuine call to ordain ministry. We all have a call to ministry. Every one of you is a minister, uh, but ordain ministry, that's what we were trying to figure out. So we met over a period of months in discussion and prayer. And I remember in the beginning, it was hard to answer their questions. I could feel the answers inside of me, no problem there, but, but I didn't yet know the words to talk about what was happening to me. For instance, they would ask me a reasonable question like, tell us about your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, my heart would soar within me and I was feeling so much, but my mouth didn't know how to make the words to tell that story. I was still learning a faith language, but I only had a toddler's vocabulary. And with each passing week, more and more words started flooding out of me till eventually they could not shut me up and I was just, I was, I was flooded with, with language to talk about this seismic change in my own life. And I was saying things to these people that I had never said to anyone before and surprising myself with the words that started to come, a whole new language. Maybe you feel this way sometimes. Maybe you feel like there's a lot of things happening within you, with your spirit, that you are not quite able to put into words, that you don't actually share with other people. These feelings are moving around in you, but they don't really know how to come out, and, and the words are not easy to form. And some people even if they had the words, wouldn't be about to share them because that just seems too vulnerable making and they feel that actions are stronger than words and they keep their feelings of gratitude and joy and need and care, whatever is going on in their spirit, to themselves. But God's spirit, the Holy Spirit, has been present since the beginning of time moving across the water when the world was created, those familiar words that we use uh, about, um, about bringing all things into being, breathing over the deep. In Judaism, this, this breath of life is called ruach. It's an ancient idea. And this same spirit that moved over the deep at the beginning of time, guided Jesus when he lived among us, and then according to John's Gospel, which you heard Father John Kim read this morning, Jesus breathes on his disciples and says to them, receive the Holy Spirit. It's actually his breath on them that moves the Spirit into them, launching their own their own movement in the world on his behalf. But today I really love the scene from Acts of the Apostles. This is an extension of Luke's gospel. It's the, the wonderful and different story of the Spirit descending on the Twelve. And when these disciples speak all that multitude of languages, we learn that 3,000 people hearing them and moved by Peter's lengthy sermon come to believe and change their lives and ever since then. 
the Spirit has been fully here, fully in us, fully among us, available to us if we are open. And sometimes we hold back, but the Spirit never does. And so we celebrate today, the day of Pentecost, the coming of the Spirit in the time of Peter, the presence of the Spirit in this age and every age to come. And today we're so blessed to, ba to baptize Wesley in just a few minutes. And this is another chance to call on the Holy Spirit to descend in his life and the life of his family and forevermore to move him in the way that God dreams for him. And we celebrate that with all our hearts. Finding words to tell other people about that kind of experience, about what's happening to us, it all isn't always easy. But like the disciples speaking multiple languages, we are called to tell the story of Jesus in our lives, somehow or other, what is happening to us, how the Spirit is showing up. Sometimes it feels like a risk. Sometimes your mouth doesn't want to move that way. The words don't want to come out or they come out garbled. But trying to say them anyway, sharing what's happening in your life with other people, your family, your friends, your neighbors, sharing your story about God in your life actually changes lives because don't you remember moments in your own life when someone has said something to you that's helped change yours maybe helped to get you here maybe you're here this morning because of words that someone shared with you recently or long ago when the Holy Spirit helps us speak in these new ways, lives change. And if we struggle to find the words, if we're open to the Spirit, the Spirit will guide our voices to speak, to learn beyond a toddler's vocabulary. And that is what Pentecost means for us today. This is why we celebrate this day with such joy, because we celebrate how the Spirit is among us always, like a little flame, a tongue of fire resting on your head, helping you learn how to speak. Speak about justice, speak about hope, speak about love. So, what new language is God teaching you?